Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Late Night with Denzi. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode five. I appreciate y'all for sticking with me to episode numero cinco. Cinco de Mayo, cinco, cinco, cinco. You already know the vibes. Hope everybody's having a great day, great night, whenever you're listening to this. If you're driving to work, hopefully you have a great day at work. If you're driving home, hopefully you had a good day at work and you're just going to go home and vibe. Just make sure it's just positive, good times. Like every day, every single second, as long as you have a positive outlook, you're going to be doing all right. Today's episode is called Losing a Best Friend, because that's what happened recently, as you will learn within the story. I thought it was a good medium to do it in, because that's what this podcast is about, stuff that happened in my life, and something that happened so recently, I thought it would be better to talk about it sooner rather than later, that way I can still be in that situation, tell emotions, just tell a story better in general. I am going to say the person's name. I was thinking about hiding it, but I was talking to a friend that I'm also going to mention his name. He said that if this was the way I wanted to do it, why not mention his name? Everyone that knew me in high school or knew me growing up and and still know me to this day will know exactly who I'm talking about when I say the story anyway, so why hide it? And the people that know me through work or through a different medium that's not through school you're probably never going to interact with this person anyways. And I'm not saying his last name, just his first name. So you you won't know who this is since it's such a generic name. So shout out to CJ. Because he was the one that gave me permission to do that. And that's really all I need. He also gave me permission to use his name in the conversation that we had back in, back in the day, like a year ago that I'm going to mention later and a couple of days ago. So yeah, so this is losing a best friend. So I met Will in high school. He was in the same program I was. We were in engineering at Southwest. And I generally thought he was a cool and funny guy. He was always down for everything. You want to go get something to drink? He was down. You want to go to California tomorrow? He was down. He was really that guy for me that if I didn't want to be alone in whatever setting I was going to be, I'd hit him up and he'd be there. That way I always have a friend to hang out with. And I definitely needed that growing up. Definitely appreciate him for that. But there was one thing everybody knew him for, and it was that he's a liar. He's a pathological liar, and I'm going to state that a lot throughout the episode. A couple of lies that came up to mind while writing this was really this game that we played was called League of Legends, if anybody played it before. And there's different rankings in this game, which is, well, from what I remember, like season three when we were all playing this game, was bronze, it goes lower, low to high, so bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, and then challenger. I don't know if there was one in the middle during that time. I know there is now, but I don't know about back then. And he said he was the, the top rank, which is challenger. For those who don't know this game, we'll say that's the top 1% of the people in the country are this rank. If you picked up and played the game, you'd probably be in the bottom three ranking, like uh, bronze, silver, or gold. So everyone that we knew was in those three rankings, really. 
bronze, silver, or gold. You had that one or two people that were in diamond because they were super good, played it 24-7 since we were all high school kid, didn't, kids, didn't have anything else to do with our lives. And when he said he was a challenger, he was the only one in the whole school, let alone he would be probably one of the only people in the state. We were like, no, nah, that, that can't be true. So we all added him and we're like, okay, so are you challenger? And when we looked at his rank on his on his profile, it was like, yeah, he's silver. So obviously everyone asked him, well, where's the challenger account? He'll be like, he'll make an excuse. Be like, hey, I just sold that account. I'm not thinking about going pro anymore. Wasn't enjoying the game. I just want to chill with friends. Like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But if you were really challenger, how are you the top rank on that one account? And when you're on this account, which was actually his main account, why are you at the lowest rank or the second lowest rank? Really doesn't make any sense. Then he would make another excuse on top of that. He'd be like, hey, yeah, I'm really actually better. I could probably take this to Diamond, which is the second highest rank, if I really wanted to. But I just want to just kick back and play with friends anyways. So we just went with it. But everyone knew he was lying. Another thing he would lie about would be the people that he knew, such as if owners, creators, rappers, game developers. To give another example, within this scenario, if Drake came out with a new song, everybody would be listening to it. So we would say, hey, did you hear that new Drake song? And Will come, would come out of nowhere and be like, yeah, I knew Drake. It's like, what do you mean you knew Drake? It's like, yeah, I had a conversation with him once. It's like, where? When? It's like, yeah, I was at the casinos. I was at MGM. And he was walking through there, and I stopped to talk to him for a second. And then we went on to his day. It's like, what'd you talk about? It's like, oh, just small stuff. I'm like, no, give me specifics. And he would never give you details. And it also doesn't make sense that one of the biggest artists at the time stops to talk to a random 16-year-old in a random-ass hotel about any random topic for five minutes. It just, it's a dead-ass lie. Like, Why would you lie about that? No one would believe you. But me being who I am, I still generally thought he was a good person under all of that. I thought that if I was close enough of a friend, he would stop lying and just be himself. I really do think he lied just to try to fit in. And I met a lot of people like that growing up. And they changed their waves and understood that that wasn't the right way to do it. You didn't have to fake being somebody else. You just had to be yourself and people would love you for the way that you are. So I thought he would grow out of that. But the years went by, and I became one of his best friends and vice versa. We established a pretty good friendship from there. I thought at this point he didn't have to lie to me just to think he was cool because I thought he was genuinely a good person. When I was going through my rebellious stage, I would always go to his house. Like if I ran away from my mom's house, I would go to his. And his parents were always super nice and always inviting and I've always spent the night whenever I could. When he started driving, he also took me places that I couldn't because he started driving before I did. So if I needed to go anywhere or if the friend group decided to go eat somewhere, or have a party somewhere, he would pick me up, take me home since I couldn't take the bus. Since it was so late, by the time we would go eat somewhere and I couldn't walk back to school, he would take me home. So I definitely appreciated that. And that's where I really thought he was a really good friend. I also had this type of friendship with him with when money doesn't really matter. What I mean by that is when you go out to eat, either of us can pay. Whoever pulls out their card first, really. So I would pay one time if I go eat, to, go eat in and out with him. And be like, okay, cool, I got you next time. Or be like, I'll pay for drinks if we go out for drinks later. 
Okay, cool. So then we go out for drinks. He'll pay. So it was really whoever pulled out their card first. And it could be three times, four times in a row, but we knew we always had each other's backs. If he didn't have money one day, be like, yo, I'm broke. I don't have money until I get paid this Friday. I'll be like, don't worry. I got you if we go out to eat this week. And then vice versa. If I didn't have money that week, he'd pay for it. And that was just a friendship that we had. And those are the types of friendships I want when it comes to money. And I had that with him, so I appreciated that with him as well. During the time that I ran away from my mom's house, or not, not ran away, but got kicked out of my mom's house, he gave me a pair of headphones. So during that time, my parents never really struggled economically, but I never had an allowance. And whatever I asked for, it would be like the bare minimum. So if I asked for headphones, my parents would just give me one from the closet, and the one from the closet would be those plastic headphones that you'd get from the airlines, like when you go on flights to DR to Florida, because they understood it worked. It did exactly what I wanted to. Don't need anything else. And looking back at it now, it's a good way to think. Why would you spend $250 on some headphones when $5 ones can do the same thing? So I would go to his house all the time, and when I got kicked out and went to my aunt's house, he gave me a pair of Beats headphones, the ones that I wanted forever. Like, if I had the money to buy them, I wanted those because that was the ones that had the best sound quality to me, were over-ear, just were just perfect in every which way. He was like, yeah, take them. I'm like, what do you mean take them? These are $250. I'm not just taking them. You know, $250 when you're 15, 16 years old is a lot of money since we're not working. So how else are we going to get $250 is through our parents, and my parents would never just give me $250 for headphones. He'd be like, no, I have all these other headphones that I use, and I don't even use those. Just take them. I'm like, are you serious? It's like, yeah, take them. I don't use them. I'd rather give them to somebody who will use them. So I used them. I took them. And I used those as long as I could. I remember the the aux cord didn't really work. So I took them apart, resoldered it so it would work. The left side stopped working after a while. Took them apart, resoldered that, made them work again. The plastic started breaking everywhere. So I tried to super glue and tape it as long as I could until they literally stopped working. So I definitely got my money's worth, quote unquote. Another thing he also gave me during this time was his MacBook Air. When I moved into my aunt's house, I didn't have a computer to game with anymore. So he had a PC. He said, hey, I have this MacBook Air that I don't use. Borrow it for the month or however long you need it while you're at your aunt's house until you afford or get your next laptop. I even told him again, I can't do this. I'm not about to take a $1,000 PC or laptop away from you to borrow it that's just not doesn't make sense to me again a thousand dollars is a lot of money he said no i'm not using it i'd rather give it to somebody that will use it especially you i want a game with you i still want to play some counter-strike just take it so again i borrowed it looking back at it now did he pay me for friendship i don't think he did i genuinely just thought he was giving it to me to game and have a good time because he was there for the experience Overall, at this point, everything was going really well, and we trusted everything that was said. As a side note here, too, growing up, I really had three friends that I rotated depending on the availability of the person or what I was going to them for. So the three people I had during this time of life was Stepan, Brandon, and Will. 
anything emotional that happened, if I needed to talk about my feelings, like going through a breakup or had a question within that realm, I would go to Stepan. If I wanted to chill late night with Brandon, I would go with him since he would work late. And if I got late, got out late from Domino's, he would be the only one available since everyone else would be sleeping. So I'd go with him. He was also into Magic the Gathering and other board games and card games as I was at the time. So I would connect with him on that level. And then Will was just that guy for everything else. Like I said, he was down for everything. So if I want to go grab a bite at 10 o'clock, I'm like, let's go get some canes. We'd go get some canes. So like mentioned before, I said everything was going really well and I trusted him. We would do a lot of random things. One of my favorite moments with Will was building a DDR pad with him. He was the one that got me into like Step Mania on the computer and DDR machines. So we were like, why don't we just make one at home? DIY. So we went to Home Depot, got the pieces cut, got the foam, got the aluminum foil that we needed, got the copper wire that we stole from engineering in order to make this thing happen. And it was one of my favorite things to build still to date. I still remember all the flaws that it had. And if I were to build it again, I would not do it the same. But it was fun. We were at so good of friends that we wanted to be in the same capstone group together. We needed a group of three. And our capstone idea was to build a computer desk that you press a button and everything folds away. So the monitor, the keyboard, the mouse, the tower itself would be hidden. So that way you just had one clean desk to do all your homework on or to play board games on or whatever you wanted a clean desk for. We were thinking that it would be best in dorm rooms since we were all going to go to college soon. And in a dorm, you really don't have much space. So being able to use a desk for multiple things was optimal. But sadly, we ended up not being in the same group since we couldn't find that third person and we ended up splitting into two separate groups anyways. At, that was around, we'll say, the end of senior year. Moving on forward, like more into college, we went to different colleges. I went to CSN, went to UNLV. Didn't hang out that much since school was our primary focus and really didn't see each other that often. And at one point, we both got into relationships. When we're both in relationships, what does that mean? We have less time to hang out with each other since we're more, fo more focused on somebody else. At this point, everything was going well again. I would hit him up every once in a while, same thing, vice versa. We would go out to eat whenever we could if we had the time to with our lives being the way that they were. And yeah. So after a while, we both got out of our relationships and we went back to chilling as if it was back in the old day. We would hang out two, three, four times a week as much as we could, whenever we had time outside of work, we would go chill, especially if we wanted to go eat late night, like in and out, some canes, the usual. But the second time, we'll say, or the second wave, I felt like he reset. It seemed like he had to validate himself again to be my friend and started lying. But the things he would lie about were very small things very small white lies, whether it was in gaming, or said, hey, yeah, I went to that concert that one day, me knowing damn well he didn't because I was with him that day, that the concert was going on. He'll be like, yeah, I went to Life is Beautiful on Sunday, think back, but but we were chilling at 10 o'clock watching a movie on Sunday. Be like, okay, well, I'm gonna just let that one go. It's cool. Like, Keep it going. It's fine. Another like small white lie, he'll be like, yeah, I had a cat before. It's like, when? I've known you for how long now? I don't ever remember you having a cat. And then him realizing that I caught him in the lie, that he'll create another lie on top of it. Be like, yeah, it was before I met you. I'm like, of course it was. Of course. 
don't ever remember a pet ever in your life. You never mentioned it once in the four years that I've known you, and now you decide to mention it. Sure. I felt like it's one of those things that you would mention within four years of you knowing me. But okay, that's cool. Fast forward a little further. We'll say this was about a year, year and a half ago. I end up taking a trip over to Reno and San Jose. Never been to Reno, so I'm like, want to go to Reno. And I wanted to go to San Jose, so I was on the way there to meet a friend I never met before. And in Reno, I had a homie named CJ. So CJ, he was a mutual friend from high school. He was the same in the same program engineering in Southwest. I was always cool with him, always gamed with him. He was really good at games, so that's why I really wanted to game with him. But I was always below his level, so gaming with him was always hard. But our common mutual friend was Will. Will was better friends with CJ than I was with CJ directly. So whenever I would hang out with Will and Will would hang out with CJ, that's really how we became, we'll say, like a trio. Not an official trio, but us three would hang out a decent amount or game together or do whatever. Like whenever Will would be like, hey, CJ's coming through you down. I'm like, yeah, always. CJ's always cool. Actually, a side note, CJ was the one that came up with the nickname Denzi. I told him that. I was like, hey, my name's Denzel. He was like, Denzel? That sounds like Denzi. And he spelled it D-E-N space Z after a rapper. I forgot the rapper name. But after that, CJ created it, always called me Denzi. Then Andrew, another high school guy, started calling me Denzi. And everyone after that called me Denzi. So the people, the closest people, like Stepan, Stepan's dad, Stepan's girlfriend, Stepan's girlfriend's friend, like I always just get introduced as Denzi. That's who I am. So I'm going down to Reno and I hit up CJ. I'm like, yo, I'm coming down to Reno is it cool if I kick it with you? He's like, yeah, I got an extra room in my house. It's been a minute since we talked anyways. Let's catch up. I'm like, all right, for sure. I haven't seen him in four years. I haven't seen him since senior year. And at this point, this is his last year before graduating. So it's been a minute. Once I arrive up in Reno, get up to his house, park, chat it up, catch up, just start talking about bullshit for the four years that we've missed out. One of the conversations that we end up having is about Will. And specifically about how he's a pathological liar. CJ starts telling me about the times where he blatantly lies. Well, with him, they're more small white lies. Just small things that are not important, but he notices. I tell him, hey, well, have you ever talked to him about it? Because I have never had the confidence to talk to him about his lies. I just felt like, I just feel like he would take it wrong or I would be insulting him. And I don't want to put that image out there. But have you ever done it? He says, yeah, I've done it before. But as you expect, he would always deflect the questions. He would either completely ignore them or create lies to validate what he would say. And CJ being CJ, he's the nonchalant, chill dude. He's like, you know, I'm not going to push this that much. They're small things anyways. I confronted him. If I can't get an answer from him, I'm not going to sweat it. I'm going to just keep doing my own thing. I end up coming back from the trip. And life continued the same. Me just chilling with Will on a continued basis, just hanging out with him day to day, chilling, watching anime, watching movies, going out, eat movies, going to California on those day trips if we decided to go. And yeah, everything was going okay. But throughout that process of me coming back, I started to question who he was, not necessarily if he was a pathological liar, but more is he really a good friend to me? 
out of all of my close friends, so we'll say my brother, he'll always be my closest friend, my best friend, uh, Stepan and Brandon, when I told him about that traumatic experience when I got taken advantage of, he didn't really respond in the way that I expected to. And again, to each their own, everyone will react differently. I understand that. But from someone that I believe to be a best friend, he didn't react in the way that I wanted him to. It seemed like it wasn't really important to him. I mentioned part of this story. So this story I could tell in a podcast episode, which I plan on doing. That will take me 50 minutes to an hour to fully explain the details. And I have done that to all of the people that I've explained that story to. I explained it to a coworker for five minutes, a very base general, oh, this is what happened, this is what happened. They wanted to fight the person that did it to me. A coworker that I've only known a day outside of work showed more empathy and felt so much more sorry than Will did after me explaining my heart out for an hour. Moving forward more in life, about a few months ago, I started to put more time and energy into the gym. After I got out of therapy for my accident, I was like, I need to get back to the gym, gain so much weight. I need to strengthen my lower back. That way it doesn't happen to me again. Just things along that line. And since I was a beginner, I talked to him about it. And to me, he had more experience. When I started asking him questions, he started giving me wrong information. So whenever I want to get into something, I try to do as much research as I can. So when it comes to the gym, it's no different. I try to find the most optimal workouts to do. What's the best splits that I could do? What are the reasons people do these splits? What are the sets that I should do? How many reps should I do per set? You know, everything that you need to know really about the gym before I stepped into it. That way I didn't look as stupid as I thought I did. So I would go with him with the information that I found out. And then he would counter it and say something that wasn't true. And then I would counter him with the fact that I would research. And then he would try to make an excuse saying he was a professional or saying that my information was false and it was true. So one thing would be like, yeah, I'm thinking about building out this chest day. I'm thinking about doing one, two, and three. He'll be like, nah, doing one, two, and three is not the most optimal way. Do it this way. I was like, well, through my research, doing number one is, quote, unquote, the best overall chest workout because of these reasons. And then he'll look at me and be like, nah, that one's not as good as this one. I'm like, well, if you look at your hand position, one is more comfortable, two, you can load it more, and three, it's more in line with the chest fibers than the workout you're telling me to do. Be like, nah, what you're saying is not true. I was a professional lifter back in the day. I'm like, what are you talking about? Professional lifter? When? It's like, yeah, I used to be a pro bodybuilder and a power lifter back in the day. I was like, again, I've known you since high school. When did this happen? It's like, yeah, it was like right before high school. It was like more in middle school. I was like, you were? It's like, yeah. I was like, I also got big during high school. You probably just don't remember that. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? You got big in high school. You you were probably never bigger than me, and I was a skinny ass dude. You were never that much bigger than me. Look at our yearbook photos in senior year. Like you look like a twig, just like I do. What are you talking about? Be like, nah, I competed and I was lifting heavy and I won some awards. Like, what are you talking about? Winning some awards? Where are the trophies? Where are the pictures? Where's all of this to validate it? It's like, nah, I decided not to. 
present them anymore since I'm not in it and I don't want people to know that part of my life. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he would just create so many excuses and lies and bullshit. And you know he was doing it. So I tried to to understand the story he was telling me. So I said, okay, go back to square one. You are telling me you did this in middle school, but you also did this in high school. But you got in a car accident where you fucked up your back and you couldn't lift anymore. So it had to be after that. Logically, that's when it had to happen if you were to lift again, was after your car accident. He's like, yeah, that's when I started lifting again. I go, all right, cool. What gym did you go to? Because at that point, there was only three major gyms. And if you went to a small-ass gym, it was expensive as hell. And I know you couldn't afford that. He's like, oh, so yeah, so the gym that I went to was free. So uh, there was this chiropractic care that I went to. It was like somewhere in the north side. And there was a gym inside of it. I'm like, okay, so that's like the physical therapy portion, right? Because if I got my back hurt, the same thing happened. I went to a chiropractic care. He had very limited machines for physical therapy. And my mom also tore her rotator cuff. So I took her to physical therapy three times a week for months. So I know exactly how a physical, a professional physical therapy office looks like. So you can't bullshit me here. Yes, it's pretty much a whole ass gym, but they don't let you use it as a gym. They use it primarily as physical therapy. It's like, no, I was cool with the owner. So what he would do is he would give me a key so I could go after hours. I was like, so you're telling me the owner of a chiropractic care knew you. And the gym that was in there, you used to train to become a bodybuilder because he gave you a key to use after hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you are going to school at 7 in the morning until 3, and then we hang out until 9, you're going to the gym after 9, 10 o'clock? It's like, yeah, I went to the gym every single night at 12. All right, cool. All right, let, let's, let's say this is true. Well, let me, let, let's just go with it. So how much could you lift? If you're telling me you're a professional bodybuilder, you're a professional power lifter, to me, I've always heard of the 1,000 Club where your squat, your deadlift, and your bench has to be at 1,000 and you're good. I have a friend who was part of high school that I hit him up like a year or two ago. And when I caught up with him, I was like, hey, how are you doing? He said, yeah, I'm doing good. I started picking up powerlifting because I really enjoy it. And I just graduated from UNLV. I'm like, dope. Like, tell me about it because I want to get into the gym eventually. Tell me about your powerlifting experience. It's like, yeah, one of my friends is a professional power lifter and he was training me and i'm almost to my thousand goal at body weight like 150 i'm like oh hell yeah that's really cool so give me your numbers and he gave me his numbers he was about like 100 pounds away from the thousand I'm like oh hell yeah like you're gonna get it really soon right really soon i'm proud of you i, I know you're gonna get it soon cool and we stopped talking after that so i'm asking will i'm like okay so you obviously know about the thousand club if you're a power lifter what are your numbers what, what could you bench before? My man looks at me dead in the eyes and tells me he could bench 350. I was like, when could you bench 350? He'd be like, yeah, during that time. I was like, can you do it today? Like, if we go to the gym right now, you can go bench 350. He's like, no, nah, I can't go that heavy. I can probably do 250 right now. I was like, so we can go dead ass right now, and you can go bench 250. He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, let's go. He's like, no, I'm tired. I didn't warm up. Didn't do, you know, just creating some more bullshit. I'm like, okay, whatever. What was your deadlift? It was like 660. I'm like, so you could bench, what was it, what did I say, 350, 360? 
and you could deadlift 660. All right, you're pretty much at at the thousand with the two with the two lifts. What what's the last lift? What what's your squat looking like? 770. What one more time? What'd you say the number was for the squat? 770. You're telling me you can squat 770. Yeah. Dead in my eyes. Said yeah. At this point, I'm looking at this guy crazy. I'm like, you did not just tell me those three numbers straight to my face. I know I might be a beginner at lifting, but anybody would know that's bullshit. Especially after I had this conversation with the friend I just told you about. That he just got into powerlifting. And he was telling me his numbers is no fucking way. And about a year or two before that, I got a personal trainer, which is not the same trainer if I mentioned one recently. His original name was Jake. And I told him, hey, like, what are some good numbers that I should look forward to or what I should achieve far down in the future? Because I know I'm weak as shit right now. But if I were to continue this, if I were to continuously go to the gym, what's like my squat number? He's like, a good squatting number is normally double your body weight. So if your body weight is 150, so you squatting 300 is a good goal. I'm like, cool. Thank you. My man has a body weight of 160, and he's telling me he could squat 770. If you look at anything on TV from World's Strongest Man, just look at what they're pulling. This man ain't pulling that. This man ain't pulling those numbers. Just baffles me that he would just tell me that straight to my face. That fucking disrespect. I end up just saying, all right, well, good shit. Hopefully we can get back up to those numbers again once we start going to the gym consistently again. And I just let it go. I just drive off. That was like the last major lie I remember from him. And I just knew this guy would probably lie to me about anything now. Like, I can't trust him. I can't trust his words. I also started to question him as a friend when I started to make this podcast. Before the solo podcast, like me doing this one, became an idea, we started talking about it. We'll say a couple months back, we started talking about it. And I never really put too much energy into it. Because I was like, eh, it's a cool thing. It is what it is. Like, I'll think about it. I'm focused on other things right now. We'll talk about it every once in a while if it ends up coming, becoming a thing. Then, as I said in my first episode, my friend Alyssa says, hey, you should make a podcast. So I was thinking, okay, you know what? Let me put more energy into this. And I started thinking about a logo design. What would I talk about? What would be the name? You know, everything that comes with a podcast. So once I started thinking about this solo one, I kept talking to him about it. I'm like, yeah, I was planning on making a podcast. What do you think? He's like, yeah, I've been trying to make that for a while. You know, we've been talking about it. Like, why don't we make one? And one thing about him is that he never puts effort on anything that he creates. Any idea that he comes up with, he doesn't put any energy. And just to go off topic for a second, some other ideas that he came up with was like a clothing company, a car part company, like making fiberglass parts for like our old FRSs, and a lot of other things. Just never pulled the trigger. And the other thing that I noticed that he always wanted to do with me, he could never do it alone. And I, every single idea that he came up with, like car part company or clothing company, I asked him, okay, well, give me some numbers. Give me how much money we need to invest in first. Tell me where are we going to do the printing or where are we going to make these parts at? Just asked every single detail I needed to make these things 
come true. I was like, okay, if I need to spend $1,000, but I enjoy making car parts, I am down to invest $1,000 in it. But you have to give me the details of where the money is going. If you said you've already talked about everything and you're a professional at everything. And he would never give me specific details. And every single time be like, yeah, I need your help. I'm like, if you say you're a professional at everything and you've made car parts before, why don't you just do it yourself? Why don't you just make this your own company? It's like, oh, I just want to do it with somebody else. I was like, no, if you really have the drive, you have the passion for it and you have the money, which I know you have the money, do it yourself. Another thing he did, what this was like about a month ago, his friends all have clothing companies like anime based clothing companies. And he then showed me the Instagrams. I'm like, okay, cool. That's cool. It's like, yeah, why don't we do something like this? I'm like, why haven't you done it yourself? If you're saying we can make a lot of money, it doesn't cost that much. Your friends do it and they're helping you do it. Why don't you do it yourself? And he couldn't give me a, a good answer. So going back to the podcast idea, I started, okay, so if you want to do this together, give me ideas. Like, what did you want it to be about? What's the name? What's the gear we're trying to get? Are we trying to make it just us two? Or are you trying to get more guests on? Are you trying to make this a trio? Are we going to get an office for this? Are we going to do this in your bedroom? Like, what are we doing? And every single time I would ask him these questions, every day we would talk about it, he'd be like, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure the details, the name. What do you have? What are your ideas? He would just try to bounce off of me. Like, I would try to be the initiator. And after that, I just started, like, putting more energy into it. I would try to play him or give him false hope, we'll say, in the sense of, yeah, I'm not thinking about a name. How about you? I'm like, no, I don't have any name ideas. Knowing damn well I have a million and a half of them in my head. And it'll be like, what what logo are you thinking about? I'm like, I'm not sure either. Like, the logo has to go off of the theme. What theme do you want, Will? And he'll be like, well, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to talk about. Like some deep stuff, we can talk about some sports, we can talk about some music, we can do everything. I'm like, But in order for a podcast to succeed or really be enjoyable, it should still go around one specific topic. What do you want that to be? But like, I'm not sure. It's like, what do you think? And me knowing damn well what I wanted to do, which is why I'm here talking to you. I'll be like, yeah, I got nothing. I, I really got nothing. I don't, I don't know. And again, we played with this for a couple of days. So I end up making a trial episode for this podcast, which I sent to a few people. I sent to like my brother, I sent to Alyssa, sent to a couple of other friends, like my friend Jer. We listened to it together. And he was one of them. He comes up to me and he says, yo, that's cool. Like I liked I liked the episode itself. Like what you used to record it. I was like, yeah, I just used my USB mic and I used the Windows recorder and I didn't edit it. I was literally just trying to speak my mind. To see if I like the idea of it without getting any of the gear, without making an idea. I just started talking. He was like, cool, okay, for sure. Do you have any ideas of what you're going to talk about or the name of it? And again, keep in mind, I send him this file. The file name itself is Late Night with Densi, episode one. The file name. You don't even have to open it up and listen to the episode, which he said he listened to. The file name has the motherfucking name. I don't know, that that gets me mad too. And then when he said what I want to talk about, I said I want to do deep talks. And then he proceeds, hey, that's a good idea. We should do a deep pod, deep talks podcast. And in my head, I'm thinking, I've never had a deep conversation with you. This makes no goddamn sense. How can I have a deep talk and a deep conversation with you as a podcast if I can't just do that off air? 
I can't talk to you about shit that happens in my life that I don't even want to share to anybody until a year or two down the line because I'm going to be comfortable with it then. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. Like everything else in this goddamn guy's head just doesn't make sense. Well, after the conversation of me doing this episode and him asking me all these questions, I told him, hey, I want to take this more seriously. Like I actually want to invest money in equipment, start writing scripts, because I really enjoyed the very first episode that I did. And at this point, I ask him again, you trying to do a podcast together, right? And he's like, yeah, of course. I'm down to do this podcast, whatever we're going to do with it. I'm 100% in, and I'll actually pay for half, since if it's, it's a two-man thing, I'll pay for half the equipment. I'm like, all right, for sure. Later that week, we go to the guitar center together to buy and look at some equipment. We look at all the mixes and we look at all the mics. And me already knowing what I want from a mic, I'm like, okay, this is like non-negotiable and I'll pay for this part because it's my mic. And keep in mind, it's a $400 mic. Okay, so that's all you need to know from that. We talked to the guy at Guitar Center that was super helpful, by the way. Shout out to that guy. He's the one that explained every single piece of equipment to me. He showed me like three different mixers and he was like, go home, do your research on the different mix because they all provide different things. It really depends on what you want to do. And then come back later and buy what you want. And I was like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Well, let's go back to your house. Let's talk about this. So we go back. We talk about what the main themes of the podcast is going to be. And we pick the mixer because it best suits our needs. We wanted to make it a movable podcast. Like I could bring out a generator because this podcast only needs one outlet. And I can run everything off of it. So I could take a generator to the park in a random ass baseball field or on some bleachers and do this podcast if I really wanted to. And that was always the goal from the beginning. So we end up getting this. We talk about the different mics that we're going to do or we're going to get. And we have all the details. We're like, okay, we're ready to go back to Guitar Center. We go back to the Guitar Center. We get all the equipment and it rings up to $1,900. And I'm looking at this bill. I'm like, damn, that's way more than I was expecting. Like, I'm thinking about 1500 1900 is a little up there. And this guy says, yeah, the mics, since you're getting two of them, they're 400 bucks each. But since the mixer, you need the mixer, and it's the one that you want that you did research on, that's non-negotiable. You obviously need the XLR cables and the headphones. Like, I'm giving you the best bang for buck for headphones, so I wouldn't recommend changing those out. You obviously need the XLR cables. So they're really the only thing you can maneuver is your mics. So the mics that you're choosing is $400. There's other ones that are a lot less, but they're a lot less in quality. Like you get what you pay for. And I'm looking at this guy. I was like, no, I came in here wanting this mic. So I'm buying this mic. I don't care how much it costs. Like if I'm just getting the one mic, I'm getting this one. I look over at Will and I'm like, do you want the same mic? Do you want the same quality as me? He just looks at me as whatever you want. I'm like, what do you mean whatever I want? Like take take action take like put some effort into it if you're saying it's for both of us look at me and tell me you want this mic and my in my head i'm thinking okay he's at least going to pay for his mic which is why i'm also giving him the signal of which one do you want so you can pay for it because you're the one that's going to either pay 150 dollars or pay 400 dollars. how much money out of your pocket do you want to pay for again the cool ass guitar center guy says yo just go for the cheaper one if you're trying to spend less right now go for the cheaper one you get to test out both mics when you test the equipment out. If you decide you don't want the cheaper one, come back in, replace it for the newer one. Or when you decide to get a third mic for your guest, just 
decide which one of the two you want to get. But just keeping in mind, if you're going to do a podcast, the main person on the podcast needs the $400 mic. And I told him, yeah, I was thinking that from, from the beginning. That's why I wanted this mic to begin with. He's like, okay, cool. Go home. Come back in a week. Let me know how it goes. The bill out the door is $1,600. My man does not move an inch as I pull out my card and pay for the bitch. Keep in mind, like I just said, he offered before even going into the Guitar Center the first time that he would pay for part or half of it since we're doing this 50-50, right? This podcast is a 50-50 thing. We end up doing a test episode to test the equipment, learn how to use it, and that there goes the day. Obviously, I end up doing the podcast by myself since he's not putting any energy into it. I end up taking the equipment, taking it home, buying cases, that way I can store it, just setting everything up, that way I have like a system to it for the episodes to come. I end up writing scripts and release it first two episodes. Will hits me up after I release these two that he says he listens to, that I believe that he listens to. And he says he wants to do an official episode since we only did a trial run. Since he's my friend and I said anybody who reads or listens to this, I want him on. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Even though I was thinking he was one of the last people I was going to have on since we just had a test episode and I didn't really enjoy the test episode, at least the topics that we talked about. Like if you hear that first recording, he was kind of bullshitting a little bit. So when he hits me up that he wants to be on the episode, I do the same thing I do with anybody else. I start thinking about ideas and topics that I want to talk about with the guest. And a lot of times it's just baseline things. Like I'd want to introduce them, want to see how they grew up, where they came from, just very basic, kind of like intro level. Like if you were to introduce yourself to somebody, how would you do it? Because the people that are listening really don't know you personally, so I just want to get that baseline level. And then depending on what topics I think about or that we've discussed, then we go deeper into those. That way you're more comfortable talking about it. So for these few days, I'm thinking, what could I ask him? Because I've been friends with this guy forever. What have we talked about? that is interesting or what haven't I talked to him about yet and after thinking for all these days I'm like there's literally nothing I can't think of any idea I can talk about that we haven't touched on or that I thought was interesting enough to retouch on I hit him up and says hey there's nothing for me to talk about with you and I know we had a conversation the other day that said there's so much that I don't know about you so how can I talk about what I don't know about you if you don't bring them out first. So like, just trying to reiterate, it's like I've already asked you everything that I thought I needed to ask a person to get to know them. If you say there's still more stuff to uncover, I've already asked those questions. You didn't give me those answers. So do you want me to re-ask them again? Or how do you want me to do it? Because I don't want the same basic-ass response. I want deeper answers, if that's what you are saying you can give me. And after telling him this, He's like, actually, I don't want to talk about those things. Those are things that I really don't tell anybody. I'm like, cool, I don't want to talk about anything you're uncomfortable with. But I still want to know something about you. Let's talk about this outside. He's like, no, nah, like talking about dark things to start off a podcast is not good for growth. It's not good for a podcast. Me thinking in my head, I'm like, sir, this is my podcast. If I genuinely did not want something on it, then I would tell you. Right. So if you're saying if you're giving me the reason is because it's not good for a podcast, that's a bullshit excuse. I'm sorry. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. 
you don't want to talk about it again. I respect you not talking about it. I don't want to put something on air that people can listen to that you're uncomfortable with. Give me a topic to talk about. My man sends me a message back and says, let's talk about goals, dreams, and passions. Again, something we've already talked about a million and a half times that I don't think it's interesting enough for me to have a conversation about specifically with him. I can have the conversation of goals, dreams, and passions with anybody else on the list that I had of people to come on, and that conversation would have been 10 times better than the conversation I had with him. We end up recording that episode, which was a week ago. That was actually Monday that I that I recorded it. No, not this Monday, last Monday. Yeah, the, one of the most recent Mondays. It was really recent, one or two weeks ago. And at the end of the episode, he doesn't want to release it. I'm thinking, why don't you want to release it? He's like, yeah, I just was forgetting a lot of the things that you were asking me, and I wasn't expecting the conversation that we were going to have. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I understand we're going to start with goals, passions, and dreams, but conversations can turn anywhere. We can ramble off of anything. So in this specific instance, his goals, passions, and dreams, one of them was travel. So naturally, I wanted to talk more about travel. So I said, hey, give me a time where you traveled someplace. Why did you like it? And what was interesting about it? And he, before I asked this question too, he even said he loves to travel. And whenever he travels someplace, he likes to learn a recipe and likes to learn the culture. So then I also asked him, give me a place that you went to that you learned a recipe and you liked the culture. My man gives me a response of, I went to South America and I learned a chimichurri sauce. For those that know South America, there are a lot of countries in it. I asked him what country. He could not tell me. Again, people that know Hispanic culture, everything is different depending on the country that you go to. We say words differently and a country will be right next to each other. I was literally having a conversation the other day with some Hispanic coworkers about how different every country says straw. So if I can say a word differently, being a few hundred miles away from you, I can cook completely differently too. So I asked them, what chimichurri sauce did you make? Because everyone's going to make it differently. He says, oh, it was a Peruvian family. I'm like, so you remember it's a Peruvian family. What country did you make it in? Because a Peruvian family in Peru will make a different sauce than a Peruvian in, in, Ar in Argentina. Because they're going to put their own flair on it. They're going to take the roots of Argentina and put their flair on it. Or if you're in Peru, you're going to make it more authentic Peruvian sauce. So what is it? And he couldn't give me the answers. He was like, was it a Peruvian family? Was it in Peru? I don't remember. I think if you go to a specific country, you're going to remember those details if you actually did go. So I started asking him other things. The other thing I said, okay, so if you don't remember a place that you went out to, cool. Let's talk about your origin. Your origin is China. You know your place. Have you traveled anywhere in China before? And he tells me he goes on a two and a half week backpacking trip. I don't know about you, but I will remember a lot of details from a backpacking trip. My man says he goes up north to backpack. And I ask him, okay, so how does the scenery change? If you're saying the culture's change, how does the culture change? And we talked about clothing. 
because depending on if you're in plains compared to mountain environments, compared to river environments, your clothing's going to change. The way of life is going to change. Since you're going to have access to a river, you're going to fish or try to use more of the research resources of the river compared to if you were in a mountain. You're going to have more animals on a mountain. So you be able to hunt more for these specific types of animals. And because you're going higher in elevation, you also need clothing to adapt to this elevation. And he couldn't tell me any details on anything that I asked him. So after this episode ends, what I'm thinking in my head is he did not have enough time to fabricate a story to fit the questions that I was asking him in time. If I ask you a story and then I ask you a specific detail within that story, there was not enough time for him to fabricate a lie. So that's why he kept diverting the question. And listening back to that episode, I would ask him a question three times and he still would not answer the question. I would ask the question, he would give me something. I'm like, okay, cool, but tell me the specifics. And he wouldn't give me the specifics. Then I ask him again, give me the specifics. Then he would give me a specific that didn't sound genuine. And it just kept going. And this was literally the whole hour and 15 minutes of this podcast. So to be honest, I'm low-key happy that I didn't even release it because it was not a quality episode on its own. He just made me go running around in loops. And after this podcast ended, my man says, sorry, I wasted your time. Like, I'm just not in the right headspace. I just can't remember details. I'm thinking, if you go on a backpacking trip, if you go travel to South America, yeah, you might be younger, but you're still going to remember key points or key experiences. I have a coworker, Isaiah. Me and him started talking about a backpacking trip somewhere in Europe or South America. You best believe that if we end up going on this shit, I'm going to remember every fucking detail I can because I'm just going to live in the moment. Because then when someone asks me about backpacking, I'm going to tell them everything that I loved about it. And if I recommend or if I don't, if I didn't love it, but I'm going to know exactly what happened on this experience. Within this episode that isn't released, I also told him, I'm like, hey, I have someone that I know that lives in the Netherlands that lived here, but now she lives out there. And she tells me all about her backpacking trips whenever she comes back. Or the last time I saw her was like two, three, four years ago. And she was the one that introduced me to REI because she loves backpacking. And all of the different type of carabiners. And I didn't realize how intricate and sophisticated carabiners were. But I learned because she told me experiences that she had on backpacking trips. So I'm expecting the same level of detail, if not more, from this guy. And he can even give me an ounce of that. So a few days pass, and I confront him about this situation. Just have a whole entire text message. So I'm at the gym, thinking about life, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not putting up with this bullshit anymore. Like, I'm not that type of guy. Like, I've done it for so long. Like, why does this guy have to keep lying to me? So I'm going to go through the conversation real quick in text. I told him, like, hey, man, I was listening back to the podcast episode we made, and I wanted to ask you something. I have many questions. Or many of the questions that I've asked you, I had to repeat two or three times because you would dodge the situation or dodge the question. And when you did ask, answer them, you didn't specify anything. I'm not going to lie. You were lying. I feel like you were lying about a lot of the stories you were telling. I really just want to ask you if you were being 100% honest. I know it might come off offensive for me to ask that, but this is the first time I'm feeling this way. He said, yeah, whatever I said, it was 100%. I just had trouble hearing you and piecing the words together. 
If I dodged any questions or didn't give you any specifics, it was not intentional. So the first part of that message, I don't know if you heard me, I had trouble hearing you. If you guys have trouble hearing me while I'm recording this, y'all let me know. Send me a message. I need to change my setup. For those people that have been on as a guest, you know we have headphones on. And I'm speaking directly into the mic. If, again, if you have trouble hearing me, y'all let me know. But that just doesn't make any sense to me. He also said, I don't remember the questions you ask. My memory has been real bad. Okay, for sure. Whatever. Then I respond, I'm like, I understand your point. But I was like right next to you, right in your ear. And you also had headphones on, like I just said. How do you not hear me? Once we started talking about stuff that wasn't within the original topic of passion, goals, and dreams, you didn't answer any questions. Like 75, 80% of the questions I asked, you kept dodging. And every single time I asked for specifics, you still couldn't answer. And if they were genuine stories from your past, I feel like you should be able to remember some things in that story. The next message says, I have caught you in the past saying lies. And I let them slide because I didn't really care for them. They were like small white lies. I don't want to feel like you are not being honest when just having rather regular conversation. I just feel like you were trying to find a false story to fit, but didn't have enough time to come up with one because I kept asking the questions back to back that needed more thought. Again, I'm telling him this straight up. So it's not like I'm talking shit behind his back because I've told him all of this, these things. And again, at the end, I'll, I'll sum up this whole thing. He said, yeah, I get it. I can dig up my old photos, though. So now he's trying to find an excuse. He's trying to find validation. He's saying he's trying to find up old photos. And then by the time he'll be able to find the photos, he'll be able to remember the details because now he has something to go off of. And I didn't want, didn't want to give him that opportunity. And then he again reiterates that if he did have to repeat something or ask me to repeat something, it's because he didn't hear me clearly. Again, doesn't make sense to me. And I asked him this one question. I said, let me ask you one question. Have you ever lied to me? He says, yes, small white lies, but nothing ever serious. Everything I told you in the podcast was all true. I was like, okay, if you're talking about white lies, give me an example. And then he gives me an example about the time that he crashed into a log that he wasn't being truthful in. Or the other times he says that if... I haven't seen a show or tried a specific place when we went to eat. I told you that I haven't gone, even though I have, just to go to the same place again. So that way we can experience it or you can experience it for the first time. And then again, goes through. He's like, oh, yeah, my mom has photos of when I was in choir and my trip from China. I'll dig them up for you. And then I tell him at that point, I said, why would you lie about those specific things? Like if we're going out to eat to a to a new place, like say like we're going to go eat Korean fried chicken at a new spot that opened in Chinatown, and you've been there already, why don't you just tell me you've been there already, let's go again, instead of just lying to me and saying, no, I haven't gone, let's go. Like, to me, that it doesn't change anything to me. And then he explains a little bit again, and I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense, but I still have caught you lying more times in the past. So he says... In response to that, he's like, yeah, why don't you call me out on it? And I was like, I have. I have called you out on it, but you kept avoiding it. I'm, everything that you're asking me to do right now, I have done in the past, and it hasn't worked. 
And then he started asking me for specifics. He's like, I don't know what you're referring to. You're not giving me specific instances where I've lied or the stories that I've lied. And I was like, there's way too many to remember, really. And it's ever and it's been since high school. Everyone knew you as the liar. So, I mean, I, there's been a little bit of everything. And I the ones that I listed for him was the gym, the gym personal records, like the 770 squat that I told you earlier about the chiropractic facility and being able to use the gym, as I've also explained in this episode or earlier. And then knowing something or someone when you really don't, which I've also explained. And then he goes into he's not trying to really dispute it. Everything that he said was true. And then he started giving more details on the different things. So he finally gave me a name to the chiropractic care that he went to that he never specified the name before. Just giving me all these other workarounds. And that's pretty much the rest of the conversation. Just going through that. And then the last message that I send him is I have a couple of things that I left at his in his garage and I needed the light for a party that I was throwing. And then I also needed a torque wrench since I was going to work on my dad's car the next day. So I asked him for those to leave him outside. And he did. And that's the last I really spoke of him or spoke to him. Once I started confronting him and sending him all these messages, I hit CJ back up. And I said, yo, this is this CJ, because I don't know if this is the right number or not. I just had a question for you. He's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, yeah, I remember when I went up to Reno and we were talking about Will being a pathological liar. You said you confronted him about it, and he just kept trying to prove it wrong and deflecting it, right? He's like, yeah, that's that's what happened while you asked him. I said, oh, because I'm confronting him about it now, and he just keeps saying no or tries to deflect it. And he tries to prove the stories that he says. That way he has some type of truth to it. And he literally just straight up tells me that's how pathological liars are. Their lies are real. I'm like, you got a good point. Never really thought about it that way. Then this is the time where I ask CJ, I'm like, hey, is it cool if I call you out or let you or if I could use your name on a podcast because I wanted to mention it. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I give you permission to name drop. And he says, I deadass called Will out last week over Apex and Apex Legends is a game. And he was streaming and in the game, Will just blatantly lies. Obviously, it's not a major lie. But then he sends me the clip of this interaction. I'm just like, why would you lie about something small in a game? Again, from high school times, it's some high school shit. Like, why do it again? We're 23 years old. You don't got to keep lying about a game. And I asked him, like, that that's still insane to me. Like, we got to start calling him out for it. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing that for three years, my guy. And then I started explaining to him about the episode that I recorded that he that I didn't release about how he was. I felt like he was lying about anything. Like he was lying about everything. And he then proceeds to say. He gets excited when he lies. His body language changes. It fuels him. He feels good when he does it. He tries, CJ, tries to notice the small things because it makes more sense. CJ then says he stops and chilled off pressing him about it. He is an individual and he needs to understand it on his own. We are his close friends that notice it. We care. We just have to do it right. We have to present it right. And this is where he says, if a podcast for me is the way to do it, then go ahead. He also states that he doesn't hang out with him 
much anymore either. He's very selective for the same reasons. He doesn't want to have that friend around him that does that. I explain my my side of the story more. And then I give him the quote. I said, this falls into, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force him to drink it. Like we can try to help him and expose him and try to create accountability, we'll say, for his actions. But if he doesn't acknowledge it and he doesn't try to work on it, when we are his closest friends and we don't wouldn't judge him upon it, we're like, hey, we're trying to help you, but he still does it, like we can't help him anymore. That's on his own. We're, we're too old for that shit. A few days ago, CJ sends me another text saying, yo, I just called this guy out again and he got so quiet doing the same thing, playing Apex. He says a white lie. CJ's like, cut the cap, and he just gets quiet. Then he straight up tells him, or CJ straight up tells to Will, he's like, yo, just keep it real. And Will responds with, yes, sir. CJ responds to that saying, don't say yes, sir. Just be about your actions. You know, actions speak louder than words. And I was like, facts. So doing all of this, it just, it just piled up for so long, so long. And just doesn't make any sense. Like, after calling him out multiple times, CJ's been doing it forever. I did it genuinely. I try to do it as professional as possible. And my man still doesn't get the memo. I end up thinking about all my friends in my life. A lot of them leave my life because there's really no way to keep it going. Like, a lot of my high school friends, if we didn't go to the same college since I didn't go to UNLV, those just dropped off naturally. Can't get mad at that. Other people stopped being friends with me in high school. Other ones, we just, our schedules just didn't line up. People got re- into relationships. It could be for anything. So I started just looking at people that come and go in my life through their end and then through my end. If I have ever stopped or cut ties with anybody and really try to understand everybody around me and then try to take that lesson that I've learned from everybody and apply it to this. So I realized I really needed Will growing up because I was very insecure about myself and I didn't like being alone. Even though I got kicked out of my mom's house and started to be a lot more independent, I still couldn't go to a restaurant and eat by myself. I felt like it was weird. I didn't have that self-love in order to do that. So having Will there was very important. So I didn't feel alone. I always had that person to kick it with to exchange ideas with, to watch a movie, whatever. As I started growing and being okay with being by myself, I started needing him less and less. And at this point, I'm at the happiest point in my life to the point where I don't need somebody there anymore. I want someone there. If you are my friend or I have time with you, it's not because I need something from you. I don't have a codependency or I try not to. But it's because I want to have your presence there. I enjoy the time. I enjoy the smiles. I enjoy the conversation. I want to have you there. If I don't have any of these people around me because they're all busy, I am perfectly happy of doing whatever activity I was going to do with them alone. If I'm going to the mall, I'm going alone. If I'm going to eat at In-N-Out, I'm going alone. If I go to watch a movie, I can go alone. The only reason I invite them is because I want to do it with them. And realizing this, not needing Will anymore, I started to see 
I just want him as a friend. But I don't want to question every single word that comes out of that person's mouth. If he says, I went to go play bowling yesterday, I don't want to question it. I want to be able to have that trust and be like, okay, cool, you went bowling yesterday. Did you enjoy it? Would you score? Who'd you go with? You down to go again next week with me? Just have a regular conversation. And thinking about everything that we've gone through, I don't think I could achieve that with him. Another thing that really doesn't make sense to me with him is he says that he is the type of person that has deep conversations. And one of the fa- his favorite things to do is have deep conversations. To do a mini story, I met my mentor, say, about two months ago. Me and him, we rescued them from Red Rock and their car was stranded, to give you a long story short. These people ended up inviting us to their house for sushi about a week after like a form of gratitude, and also because we wanted to work with them. And we started having very deep conversations at this dinner table while eating sushi. And it was something I've never seen Will do before. But I felt like every single conversation that Will would mention to these people were all lies. Everything that he would mention, he'd be like, yeah, I went to the Seattle, and there was this court case that's happening because we got fucked over for work. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm your closest friend. Maybe not your closest, maybe one of the closest. Why am I first hearing this now? Nine out of the ten stories that he said that night, I've never heard him say in his life. Which is why I questioned every single thing that came out of his mouth. And I even called him out at that dinner table. I said, when did this happen? Because I don't remember this happening. I've been in your life for the majority of the last nine years. When did this happen? He was like, oh, like 2017. I was like, well, what happened in 2017? It's like, yeah, I went to Seattle. I'm like, no, you didn't. I don't recall you going to Seattle in 2017. He's like, yeah, like I did. I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll do it. And he started saying a lot of, we'll say, deep thoughts or have really good perspectives on certain things, which I never heard him say. And I don't know why I just felt like he stole them from me because they were the same things that I normally say to him. And he was just saying it as if it was his own. And then by the time I would say it or try to explain it, they'd be like, yeah, that's what Will said. I was like, yeah, you're right. And I just didn't want to have that anymore. I do genuinely wish him the best. As I mentioned at the start of the story, I genuinely believe he's a great person. And I want him to become a great person because he has a lot of potential. But I can't be his friend anymore. I don't need that type of energy around me. I feel like if I stay around him in that energy, it would just change me as a person. Because you know, as everyone always says, you are a product of everyone you hang around with. So if I keep him in my life, I'm still going to be like him, and I don't want to be any part of him anymore. I don't need him in my life anymore, and I'm happy that I can say that. I want him to learn from his experiences because he has a lot to learn from. It just depends on if he wants to take that action or not, but I know that I won't be there to help him anymore. 
losing a friend, especially one for a long time, whether you choose to leave them or somebody leaves you for whatever reason, things happen in life. We just have to take the experiences and learn from them. And then that way, the people that we gain in our lives in the future will stick with us forever. There is a Medea quote, I believe, that my brother was the one that introduced me, is that people in our lives are like roots, are parts of a tree. So we're like roots, branches, and leaves. Leaves, they come and go, right? Just like with the seasons. Branches, they are a little harder to break, but they can still break off. But the roots of the tree will always stay there. We just have to make sure we identify the person correctly. Because sometimes we'll think a person is a root, even though they might be a branch or they might be a leaf. I've made that mistake many times in my life. And then I always come back to this analogy to reassess. And it's hard to accept. Sometimes I'm like, I really want this person to be a root, but they end up being leaves. And you just have to let them blow in the wind. Again, thank you very much for listening. And I hope y'all have a great morning, afternoon, or good evening.